1: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Kits. This is your Friday, August 11th edition, and we have a 15-game slate to break down and one of the more ugly 15-game slates in a while, but that seems to be a trend these days because we're getting late in the year, and it's just things are getting depleted left and right. Uh, interesting Thursday night, to say the least. Very interesting um i did not have a good night so we're moving on to friday it was not much to talk about there the things i liked a couple of them went off but not enough it was kind of 50 50 lineups cash would have been great last night not gpps let's look into your weather we've been dodging bullets left and right got a small chance of rain in washington with the giants and the nationals wind blowing out hard to left hopefully that game plays because those are two gas cans to target there um Humid in Detroit, lots to do there with the Twins and the Tigers. Very, very warm in Texas between Houston and the Rangers. Obviously, that'll be a great hitting environment between Charlie Morton and Cole Hamels. Other than that, it looks like we're going to dodge some bullets. Wind blowing out in Oakland as usual, and we're good. Everywhere else looks really, really good, so keep an eye on Washington and hope that one gets in, which... I have a feeling, at first looks looks just just fine. Let's get into your totals on the slate. We got Mets, Phillies at nine and a half, Giants, Nationals at ten. That's why I want that game to play. When Edwin Jackson's a minus one seventy favorite, you know it's bad. Red Sox, Yankees nine and a half, Pirates, Blue Jays nine, Twins, Tigers ten and a half, Rockies, Marlins nine. We're sensing a trend here, folks. We do have a good one here. Indians Rays at eight. Carrasco versus Faria. That's not bad at all. Astros, Rangers, 10. Reds, Brewers, 9. Royals, White Sox, 9.5. Braves, Cardinals, 9. Cubs, Diamondbacks, 10. Orioles, A's, 9.5. Padres, Dodgers, 8.5. Angels, Mariners, 9.5. We have 1 8, 1 8.5, and, and it's 9 and aboves in 13 other baseball games. This is ugly. It's a night that there's one pitcher over 10K, and his name is Rich Hill, and he's in a great matchup. If you want to pay for him, I'm all for it. I think he won't get a lot of people paying for him just for the fact that his price tag's high, and people are going to want bats everywhere. He's facing a San Diego Padres team that is striking out 25.5% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Rich Hill striking out over 28% of the batters he faces It's a phenomenal matchup and a really good pitcher's ballpark. A team total of 276. The next lowest total is the Rays, and it's at 389. That is a 1.13 run differential. Lefties 302, righties 254. The Padres have a horrific WOBA of 286 versus lefties. A decent ISO, which means they run into them. They hit home runs versus lefties, but that's about all they do. The downside to Rich Hill... He's averaging 21.8 his last 10. He got 17.1, 18.4. Those aren't going to cut it for 12.2. 24.9 is not bad. Now 28.3, 30, thirty eight eight, all for that. 19.6, 25.1. So he's double-digiting it like seven or eight in a row. He's been really, really good. He's going 100 pitches, but not anymore. Not in, it's like 95 to 100 pitches is what you're getting. You're getting five to six innings. At 12-2, it's hard to pay for him. It really is. He's been great. The strikeouts are there. He should strike out the Padres in bunches. It should, it looks it's a, it's a great matchup. He's faced the Padres twice this year, 12 innings pitched in those two starts, so I'm assuming six innings in both. One earned run total in those 12 innings, striking out 16. He's averaging 29.5 points a game against the Padres this season. Again, a lot of people are going to see that price tag. They're going to look the other way and move on. I like Rich Hill at 12-2 if you want to pay up. If you don't, there are options elsewhere, options that can score just as well as Rich Hill. It's more of a GPP angle. If cash games, you're not playing Rich Hill. There's no Rich Hill in your cash games. In GPPs, I'm all for it. There was one other pitcher over 5K. His name is Marcus Stroman against the Pirates. The Pirates offense isn't you know outstanding. I'm not going to be using Stroman. You're more than welcome to if you'd like, but I will not. I'll be going down to the next guy. He's $1,000 cheaper than Marcus Stroman, and his name is Jimmy Nelson. And if you're not pitching, paying for rich show, this guy is atop my board tonight. Coming off a 28.6-point performance at the Tampa Bay Rays, eight innings, six hits, one earned, nine Ks, nine, seven, and ten. Those are his strikeout totals in his last three games where he has 28.6, 23.3, 28.8 DraftKings points. He had a hiccup at Pittsburgh, and think he was great prior to that. Twenty plus points, few thirty plus point performances. Slipping Jimmy has been outstanding of late. Very, very, very good stuff. Um, when you look at the the Reds, they strike out almost twenty one percent of the time versus right handed pitching in the last thirty days. Jimmy Nelson is fifth best on the barrel FIP leaderboard, getting barreled 1.57% of the time. And in those 30 days, he's striking out 31.5% of the batters he's facing. That is outstanding. Now, sure, the Reds do have some power. There's no sugarcoating that at all. We know they do. You are, in, you are in Miller Park where the ball can fly at times. The Reds' team total is the third lowest at 4.04. Lefty's 324, righty's 325. They have the good, well but an outstanding iso. So the Reds, you know, if you want a couple one-offs to be contrarian, sure, you could look at the uh, Joey Votto's of the world, Billy Hamilton even, uh, Duvall. All these guys are in play if you want to fade. I'm not stacking against Nelson by any means. I think he's in a great spot. He might give up a run or two, but the strikeouts will be there. The win is in play. He is a heavy minus 180 favorite as they take on Homer Bailey. If Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee couldn't hit Cologne. They couldn't hit the youngster ends. If they can't hit Homer Bailey, then literally just dump everybody, bring up the rookies and complete the rebuild because that was embarrassing the last few days. You're trying to contend in the NL Central and you could not hit those pitchers in your home ballpark. Embarrassing. Um so Jimmy Nelson, ninety nine hundred bucks gets Milwaukee back on track tonight with a really good start, in my opinion. Below Jimmy Nelson, you got Carlos Carrasco at ninety seven hundred bucks. He should be uber expensive or uber chalky in this matchup, as we're used to getting him, you know, in the ten k range. His last couple have been in this ninety seven, ninety eight hundred dollar range, and he's been bad. Ten points against the Yankees, minus nine point seven against Boston. He's given up five earned in each of his last two starts, but he has seven or more Ks in three of his last four. He still hasn't hit the 20-point mark. He got nineteen five, 5 starts ago, but then prior to that, 31-8, 28-2. You're hoping Carlos finds his good goods. Uh, it, it, it's weird. He should be uber chalk. He's been better on the road than at home this year. He faced Tampa Bay once, three and two-thirds, six hits, five earned, three walks, six Ks for 4.9 points. Tampa Bay, as we know, hits the snot out of the baseball. They hit it really, really well. They also strike out a ton. They strike out 25% of the time versus righties. Swingy strike rate of 12.5% for Carrasco is outstanding. One thing to keep in mind though, you know, the, the DK numbers we mentioned have been down. In the last 30 days, he's 21st worst on the barrel tip, getting getting barreled more than 6% of the time. He has only struck out 24% of the batters he's facing. By no means am I not saying use Carrasco. I, I think he's a great GPP play in the fact that he's cheap. He's either going to be really, really chalky or people are going to be scared because of his recent performances. It's just, it's going to be hit or miss, and it's tough to tell, you know, the butt crack of Dawn what's going to happen. But the strikeout upside is tremendous. You saw Salazar, who didn't even look great, got you nine strikeouts, but he just got you around 20 points. Given Carrasco's a lot cheaper than Salazar was last night. I have no problem using Carrasco. I'd probably go with Nelson and some other places, but Carrasco definitely is in play and should not be ignored tonight. After Carrasco, we drop down to Danny Duffy. It's a very interesting play. He's faced the White Sox quite a bit when we get into team BVP. They've had some success against the guy. Um, But you're looking at a guy. He's been putting up 17-4, 21, 20.1. Struggle against Detroit, but then twenty-one eight, twenty two, 16. Those are all his starts since returning from the DL. So two, three, four, five, six, six of seven, essentially seventeen or more points. That's outstanding on a night where we mentioned how bad the pitching is. At ninety-two hundred bucks, that's extremely tempting. Two starts for Chicago this year. These are both prior to his injury, so not since he's been really dominant. Nine and two-thirds, 12 earned, 5Ks for minus 3.3 points on average against the White Sox. Pick your poison. Obviously, they're missing some key pieces from what he saw them the first time, like Todd Frazier and Melky Cabrera and others. Um, the White Sox, they can hit lefties a bit. They can't. If everyone likes to say they can't hit them at all. That's not true. Obviously, we know that from earlier this year. But, um... I think he makes for an interesting play, especially in tournaments. Just because he has been consistent, the velocity is back up. You're seeing the strikeouts show up from time to time now. So it definitely makes Danny Duffy something to think about in this matchup. Also, mentioned the K's have been up 8-6 and six in his last two, 4-4-4-9-4-7-10 four, 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 since his return. So lots to like with Danny Duffy. It is a risky play. I get it. The White Sox strikeout 22% of the time versus left-handed pitching in the last 30 days. Basically, since his return, he's 22nd best. On the barrel flip, striking out close to 20% of the batters he faces, getting barrel 3.8% of the time. Moving on to the range below. So, up top, I got Jimmy Nelson, number one. Carrasco, GPP, two. Rich Hill, three. Duffy, four. All pretty decent options. I love Jimmy Nelson, and I hope it doesn't backfire because we know the Reds can hit the baseball and hit it well. So something to keep in mind there. In the middle, there's only one guy I like in the middle before we drop down to the garbage prices and and risky plays. But Jake Faria, I mention him every start, and this kid just keeps getting it done. 25.9 points. is his last time out against Milwaukee. Six innings, four hits, nine Ks, one earned. He has nine and eight Ks in his last two. Uh, he's like a 15-plus point guy. He's averaging 20-plus on the year. Has like one one start, I believe, below double digits. One. Everything's been like 14 above outside of that. He's been great. Great price tag. We know Cleveland's a good-hitting ball club. They got shut down last night. They're a good-hitting ball club, but they also are very inconsistent. Faria's home road splits, he's averaging basically 19.8 and 19.3. He's very, very good, not park-dependent, even though Tampa Bay is a great ballpark. Cleveland does only strike out about 19.6% of the time versus righties. Faria, 24th best on the barrel fit. His problem of late is he's walking 13% his last 30 days. But the hard contact, he has just been impressive all season long. And he's only has a 1.63% barrel rate the last 30 days, striking out 24.4% of the batters he faces he makes for a very, very good play in my book because I think people are going to pay up or pay down and they're worried about... Everyone's always worried about Cleveland Bats, and that's fine. They have the fourth lowest total on the slate at 4.11. Lefties are hitting two forty seven, Righties, two ninety two, off for you. I, I love that kid. 8400 bucks, Very good. You can match him up with anybody up top. Or if you want to go super, just punt your pitching and you want at least one kind of mid-price guy. i go go Ria as your number one and then go below. There's some lineups I'm going to make and have two of these guys below and just totally roll the dice and pray. They both, you know, get me 15 points. But Faria at 8400 bucks is definitely in play. Now we go down below. Below 7Ks. We're in the 6Ks now. And I'm going to re- recommend a couple names that my, my hand was shaking when I wrote them down on my paper. But at $6,500, you cannot ignore Ubaldo Jimenez tonight. That even hurt to say. His last three starts, he's been great. Against the Tigers, 19.6, five and two-thirds, one earned, six Ks. He had three walks and nine hits. You sweat It's you, You're going to sweat. Against the Royals, seven innings, five hits, one earned, six Ks for 21.6. At Tampa Bay, six innings, three hits, two earned, nine Ks for 24.5. That's his last three starts, essentially 20 or more points. You know he can get destroyed as well. He's been better on the road than at home. Lefties can torch them. The A's have a lot of righties. They do have lefties. Don't get me wrong. But it's just, this is a total pump play with upside that is awesome. The A's strike out 25% of the time versus righties. You got to worry about Ubaldo's walks. That is huge. He's got a great ground ball right, but he's also the hard contact. The home runs, everything is there. I get it. Oakland has a team total of 4.81. Lefties 390. Righties 319 off Ubaldo. It's extremely risky. They couldn't hit Wade Miley last night. That made me laugh a lot. A lot. Um, it's a super young team. A lot of call-ups. A lot of call-ups with potential, but it's all like boomer bust with them every night. Tonight, I'm hoping for another bust with Ubaldo at 6,500. Next up, Eduardo Rodriguez. 6,200 bucks will not be owned at all. People are still on the Yankees' are great bandwagon. Their offense has slumped. We know Erod can get into trouble. Two-earn, four-earn, four-earn, three-earn. But he's got double digits of three of those four, 16 or more in two of those four. The Ks are there, five or more in every one of those games. It's just don't walk the world. Um, he's facing the Yankees team that really does struggle against lefties. Outside of like uh, Aaron Judge, a lot of these guys struggle against lefties. They strike out 23% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Uh, Erod strikes out almost 26%. at swinging strike rate of 11.5. Give up way too many fly balls, and that part is what gets him into trouble. Way too many fly balls. Yankees team total is uh, 4.87. Lefties 349, righties 306. Erod at 6,200 has some upside. Give me 15 plus, and I am a happy, happy man. Below him, you got the likes of Kyle Gibson at 5,900 bucks at the Detroit Tigers. Good pitching ballpark in Co-America against a Tigers offense that just is not the same at all. Last time out, he got eight point six against Texas. But prior to that, against Detroit, seven and two third or seven and a third, five hits, three earned, three walks, five Ks for nineteen point seven points. Um, it's hit or miss with Kyle Gibson, just like the rest. He's risky. I get it. The last, uh, or no, he's not on that list. Thank goodness. Um, Detroit strikes out twenty two percent of the time versus right handed pitching. A ground ball rate of fifty two point one for Gibson. Is a, a very nice, nice look. There, Tigers have a high total of five, three, six, so it's very, very risky. Uh, it's not one of my favorite punt plays, but he's definitely in play. He's got good success against the Tigers in the past, and makes for a, a, a nice GPP angle. And the last one I'll mention, and you don't have to do it. I just wanted to mention him a to keep your eye on him, and B, I love this kid. He's been amazing in the minors. He struggled when he was with the Nationals a couple times in the Bigs last year. But maybe he's figured it out in the minors. He's been outstanding this year in Charlotte for the Chicago White Sox. He was a part of that Adam Eaton trade. Ronaldo Lopez is $5,500 against the Kansas City Royals tonight. Uh, super cheap with upside. Could get destroyed. We saw the Royals, you know, hit and miss versus Lance Lynn. Uh, they strike out 23, 20.3% of the time versus righties. Mm-hmm really not too much here on Ronaldo Lopez, but uh, if you look at his minors numbers, lefties sit 286, righties 382, so it's a reverse splits thing. Uh, Royals do have a 496 total for $5,500. bucks. you are just looking for 10-plus points, preferably 15-plus. And Ronaldo, as long as he's not giving up the deep ball, he can do that for you at 5500 So he is on my list down below. Down below, it's Ubaldo, Ronaldo, uh, Erod, and then Gibson. That's where I'm going here. Um, very, very risky plays, no doubt. But if if you can put two of those together that go off, oh, my goodness. So, pitching up top. Nelson, Carrasco, Hill, Duffy. Furry is by himself in the middle. And then Ubaldo, Lopez, Gibson, Erod. It is ugly pitching, which means we have bats for days, and let's get at them. Kicking it off with your catcher's position. As always, Gary Sanchez up top at 46. A few days ago, he was 4K. Now he's up to 4,600 against Erod. If you want to go GPP, that's where you play him. If not, you move on and save some money at the position. You go to a guy like Buster Posey's first base catcher eligible at 38 against Edwin Jackson. That is definitely worth a look there. Uh, Yadier Molina is on fire. On fire. The old man must be on the good G- HGH train. He's 3,700 versus Fultonevich. He's averaging 12.1 his last 10. If you're paying up for catcher, that's one of the better options tonight. As you dip down, if a guy like Alex Avila is in the lineup against Taiwan Walker in Chase Field at 36, he should be in the lineup as Wilson Contreras left yesterday's game with an injury. He's going to be out up to a month, they're saying. It's not it's not season-ending. They're hoping to get him back before season's end, if all goes right. It's an interesting play with him at uh, for for the, the Cubs. It's a good thing they made that Avila trade. It looks even better now, giving up um, – Eloy Jimenez, like they did, but thirty six hundred for Avila, definitely worth the look. The way he can hit righties, and, and Walker's a big fly ball guy. When you are dipping down some more, you are looking into the likes of Manny Pena, thirty three versus Homer Bailey, that's a fun target there. Matt Weeder, thirty three versus Stratton, not bad at all. Uh, you got guys like. Um, Sandy Leone, switch hitting versus uh, Jaime Garcia at 3K. I don't hate. It's not the greatest play, but I don't hate it. Uh, Kevin Smith at 2,900 for the White Sox. If you're not using Danny Duffy, right-handed batter Smith hitting in the middle of that White Sox lineup. We've been mentioning him forever. We love him when he's low twos. He's still below three. If he's batting fourth or fifth, it's outstanding. He's batting 412 over his last five games. 31 points his last time out. He's averaging almost seven points a game at the dish. That's a good matchup right there for Duff, uh, for um, Smith. If if you're not using Duffy Smith, one of the best options at catchers. If you want to save money, I like that a lot. Um, Jason Castro versus Animal Sanchez, at 28 has some upside in that matchup. Uh, other than that, you're going to want to see some lineups. Maybe a James McCann versus Kyle Gibson if you're fading Gibson. Uh, maybe a Jeff Mathis at 2,500 versus Lackey. I know we want lefties versus Lackey, but as a punt, that's not bad. If you aren't using the ball, though, Bruce Maxwell's left handed bat at 2,400 uh, for the A's. Maxwell is one of the biggest hit or miss examples in their lineups, but it makes for an intriguing play nonetheless. Let's go over to the first base position, which will be loaded, as always, especially on a game with 13 totals of nine or more. You had Goldspin versus Lackey at 54 in Chase Field. The D-backs are an amazing stack versus John Lackey. Uh, Cody Bellinger, not bad at 53 versus Richard. I like him versus righties, but he's hitting lefties with power. And uh, you get Richard out of the game, get to that Padres bullpen, and he can rock and roll. Love me some Freddie Freeman tonight. 5,100 versus Wayno. Lefties are hitting Wayno rather well. Freeman is obviously one of the best lefties in all of baseball. He's first base, third base eligible. The Atlanta Braves do have a low total of four two two. But lefties hitting three fifty five compared to three eighteen for righties. So Goldie at fifty one is definitely in play. I mentioned if you aren't using Nelson, I love Nelson. He might give up a home run or two. One of them might go to Joey Votto at forty nine hundred bucks. It's a very nice price tag and a good ballpark to hit in. Lefties three twenty four, righties three twenty five. He's done better. He used to get destroyed by lefties. It just shows you how much of a better season he's having right now. But still very much in play. Yuli Gurriel versus Cole Hamels. Uh, that's very solid. Cole Hamels is struggling. The Houston stack is outstanding. 5.08 total. Lefties 254. righties 312 versus Cole Hamels. So Gurriel at 47, especially if he's in the middle of that order. Uh, Anthony Rizzo and Chase. You're getting the bargain here compared to having... He's like the 7th or 8th first baseman down the list. You got guys in the 5Ks, high 4s. You're getting Rizzo at 46 versus Taiwan Walker... Um, that's a big, tremendous upside in that matchup. A guy like Ryan Zimmerman versus Stratton at 44. These are good plays. If you don't want to pay up top, these guys have just as much right to be in the 5Ks um, as those guys. Rizzo and Zimmerman at 46 and 44. Very solid, solid plays there. Um, A guy like Hosmer at 41 versus Lopez is not bad. Eric Thames at 41 versus Homer Bailey. I like that a lot. I know Thames very, very inconsistent, but um, definitely a play there. The Brew Crew... Have a team total of 496. Lefties 389. Righties 417 off homer. When you are looking at the Toronto Blue Jays, 473 total versus tie on. righties hit 311. Lefties 334. They've hit him very, very, very well. And Justin Smoke is down to 3,900 bucks. He's been high fours, even in the fives at times. He's averaging eight points a game in his last 10. Some may say he's slumping. Yeah. I feel like his last five games, it's 0 2 7 12 0, 4 That's his last six. Then prior, so there's one twelve 12 in there. Then prior to that, though, 12-19-14-9. We know he has tremendous power. Good Paul Park to hit in against a guy like Tyon, who lefties do hit well. Smoke at 3900 bucks is a very, very nice price tag if you want to save some cash. Uh, and you go down some more. Yolo, Yonder Alonzo has been slumping in mightily. league. is a great matchup. People hit him hard. I get it. 25th worse on the barrel fifth the last 30 days. Getting barreled almost five percent of the time, he's been slumping though. Thirty nine hundred bucks, I'd probably pay for uh, smoke instead, but he's definitely worth a look. I mentioned Buster Posey at thirty eight. Again, if you're not using Danny Duffy, you're getting the White Sox at at discounts. You can get Jose Abreu at thirty seven hundred bucks. I like that a lot. Uh, Wilmer Flores, you're facing Nick Pavetta. The Mets team total four seven three. Reverse splits with Pavetta. Lefties two ninety one. Righties are hitting 412. I mentioned Flores yesterday. He's hitting righties. He hits lefties tremendously. He's hitting righties well also. Averaging eight points his last 10. He had 26 points last night going deep. He's got three homers in his last 10 games. Back to back double digit games. 3,700 bucks versus Pavetta in that ballpark is a sneaky play. First base, third base eligible. Uh, if you're targeting. Pittsburgh against Strowman. Josh Bell at 36 isn't bad, but I'd probably go elsewhere. But he is in play. Lucas Duda at 36 versus Carrasco. We know how hard he's been getting hit lately. He's worth a look in that one. I so wish Brandon Belt didn't have a concussion. He'd be a phenomenal play tonight. Trey Mancini had a big night last night, as we suspected. He's 34 tonight in play. Adam Lind, if he cracks the lineup for the Nats, he's first base outfield eligible. He's 3400 versus Stratton. I like that a lot. The Nats... 5-4-1 Five four one total, second highest on the slate behind the Los Angeles Dodgers. Lefties hitting four seventeen off Stratton, righties 305. Lind, three oh five. Adam Lynn, thirty four hundred bucks, usually batting sixth in that lineup. Really nice looking play there. Even if you want to use him in the outfield instead of first base, that's still a nice value to be had. Lomo at thirty three versus Carrasco for a punt is not horrible. Other than that, you can find some cheaper options, but there's no need to go too cheap at first. Take what you can get and enjoy it. There are some other options down below. Uh, Ryder Jones, two K, left-handed bat versus Edwin Jackson. The Giants have a team total of four five nine lefties, three forty-two righties, three eighty-three off Edwin Jackson. Second base, Altuve at fifty-four versus Hamels. Yes, out every day. Daniel Murphy at fifty-one versus Stradd's A very, very nice play. Uh, Chris Taylor versus Richard Chris Taylor went deep last night. And earned the price tag. He's forty-eight hundred tonight in play as well. Second base outfield eligible. This is why I think. If you want to gamble on the four guys at 6,500 and below I mentioned, taking two of them or taking one and Faria, you can get a lot of bats. But even if you take one of the guys down below and even one of the guys like Nelson or Duffy or Carrasco, you can still get a ton of the bats. So this is one reason why I think as much as I like Rich Hill, I'm not paying for him because I want to load up on this hitting environment. And it's also a night where I'm not huge on stacking. Like certain games are going to blow up, I can't tell you which one. You have totals. I know I'm derailing here, but you have one, two, three, four, six totals of five or more. You have two at 4.96, one at 492, one at 491. I can keep going. These are ridiculous team totals. There are going to be a couple teams that blow up. Can you tell me which one of the, even the six out of the six in the fives is going to be the top one? Because obviously the numbers will tell you something, but that's not going to be the exact answer every night. I want home runs tonight. I'm going to make some match. Two-man stacks, Sure. I'm not going any more than three for sure. I think I'm staying two or less or a bunch of one-offs playing for home runs and going from there. Back to what you guys really care about, the picks. Dozier, 46, is on fire. Uh, tough ballpark to hit him. facing facing an animal Sanchez. Jonathan Scope, 45, not bad. I like me some uh, Ian Happ at 4,300 versus Taiwan Walker, especially if Happ's towards the top of the order. That makes for a very nice play. Paul DeJong at 41. You're getting a discount. His, his tag's been higher and higher. 18 more points last night. Two homers in his last 10 games. The kid continues to hit. He's hitting 284 or 16 dongs on the season. 4,100. He's been much, much higher lately. And he's, he's a good ways down the list. He might get overlooked. I like that a lot. Uh, Cano always in this, this price range, which is too cheap for him. 4K versus Nolasco. Tremendous! You don't have to pay up at every position. As much as I love Altuve and those guys, they're great. If you want to save somewhere, you can still get here in the middle of the pack and get some very, very quality options. Uh Cesar Hernandez at 39 versus Lugo is not too bad, but pay up a little more for more power upside. You want power upside tonight. Power, power. Unless they can steal. Like a Billy Hamilton that's going to steal you. A couple bases that that knocks off like a D Gordon. You can get D Gordon at thirty eight hundred versus John Gray. Okay, I'll listen more there because he'll get you the chance to steal, get you a couple steals. Now you now you're in the double digits. You need double digits, um, but like you know, a Pedroia who I like against Garcia at thirty eight. He doesn't have as much power upside as. You know, some of these other guys, he's got some, but not a ton. Like, even Scooter Jeanette's got more power-ups at 37 for Slip and Jimmy, even though I don't want to fade Slip and Jimmy. But I hope you understand where I'm going with this. Um, as you go down some more, Azrubo Cabrera at 35 versus Pavetta is not horrible. Ruggie Odor at 3,400 versus Charlie Morton. Morton's been pitching really well. But in that hitting environment, Odor can be very contrarian, and I like that quite a bit. As we struggle down the list some more, Logan Forsyth, I mentioned him on the tweets. This is why you follow the tweets. Uh, I looked into him some more throughout the day. He struggled in there, but he's been hitting better and better. We know he's really good versus lefties. He was 3,100 last night, batting fifth. That really rung a bell to me. I plugged him in a lineup or two, got you 12 points. He's up to 34 tonight against another lefty. Hopefully he's in the lineup. Hopefully he's in that same spot. He's got 12, 7, and 14 in his last three appearances. Makes for a nice little play at thirty four hundred with some upside in the team that's got the highest team total. Uh, the power's not tremendous. He's the guy if you are stacking. He should be a part of your stack. He'll be low owned, affordable. Will be in the mix. Joan Mancada, I really, really like this play if you're fading Duffy. He's starting to heat up. Seven points on average his last ten. Went deep last night. Uh, Twenty one points. He's thirty three hundred bucks. Switch hitting, hitting towards the top of that order. Makes for some intrigue indeed. A guy like Ben Zobrist at 33 is not bad with some upside, with some power upside down below. Um, Other than that, you're looking at punt plays. um, Trying to think of something. Like Brad Brad Miller at 28 versus Carrasco. There's your power upside down below you're looking for. Now, if you're punting, you're obviously not going to get as much power. I tweeted this guy yesterday, and I even mentioned him on the pod. Neil Walker was 25, I believe, yesterday at batting second. He's 27 today. We know the reverse splits I mentioned with Pavetta. But uh, yesterday, Walker, four for five, three-run scored, a solo homer, 27 points. He has struggled since his return from the DL, but maybe that'll wake things up and get him going in the right direction because that's a cheap tag, a guy we're used to paying high threes, low fours for when things are going right, um, makes for an intriguing play. A guy like Caleb Cowart, we know, does have power uh, for the Angels at 2300. He's second base only now. They took his third base eligibility away. Thanks, Bob. DraftKings. But um yeah, some interesting stuff down below. Third base, Arenado at fifty two. Yes, he's always in play. I mentioned Freddie Freeman at fifty one. Machado continues to crush the baseball at 47. Bregman versus Hamels is very nice at 47 because he'll you'll see he'll people will see these other players in the price range and overlook him. Eduardo Nunez, hitting towards the top of that Boston order and Jaime Garcia at forty six is a great player. Third base outfield eligible. The way Nunez is swinging the bat, averaging 15.2 his last 10. Just crushing the baseball since putting on the Boston uniform. Really, really good play there. Travis Shaw's left-handed bat versus Homer Bailey at 46 in Miller Park is outstanding. Travis Shaw, if in the lineup, will go Ding Dong City tonight. I will call that right now. Um, If you want power upside, Joey Gallo is great versus Charlie Moore in 46. I still can't bring myself to pay that hefty a price for Gallo, but he's doing it. He's homering like crazy. He has seven homers his last 10 games. Averaging 13.8 his last 10. He had 22 points yesterday. First base, third base eligible at 46 if you want to go there. I have zero problem with the great hitting environment in Texas tonight. Justin Turner against Richard at 46 is very solid. I'd probably pay more for Shaw or Gallo or even Nunez in that same price range. But Turner, is, you can't ignore him. He's Crushing the baseball. Jake Lamb, 4500 Remember the old days when Jake Lamb would face a righty and Chase Field? He'd be above 5 k like it's Coors Field pricing. Well, he's averaging 8.6 his last 10. Two homers in his last 10 games. Facing John Lackey at 4500 bucks. Jake Lamb is a tremendous play. I like him even more than Travis Shaw tonight. Jake Lamb maybe making some people fish for a baseball in Chase tonight. Uh, you got Rafael Devers at 42, isn't horrible. Kyle Seeger at 41 versus Nalasco. I can definitely understand that one. Todd Frazier, if you're going to use him for power upside, he has 3900, so you get to save below 4K, and he's facing Eduardo Rodriguez. We know Frazier can hit lefties well. It's all or nothing with Todd. He's either going deep, or he's probably not doing much. So he makes for a GPP play at 3900 bucks. I can totally get behind that. Um. Hernan Perez at 38. He's been inconsistent, but against Homer Bailey, everyone's in play. If you want to take that angle, like Wilmer Flores at 37. I mentioned him against Pavetta. Um, Eugenio Suarez at 34. is 35 isn't horrible. As we slide down the list, it gets a little bleak here. There, there are some gambles, but on a night where I want the homers, I don't think I'm taking some of these gambles. I think I might pay up at third base. There are some guys on a regular slate we take the the, the chance with. I'm just not all in on that tonight. Let's go over to the shortstop position. Where hopefully we can find some nice value here. You got Corey Seager, of course, is in play. Didi Regores loves lefties. He continues to crush the baseball. He's up to 4,700. Switch hitting Marlon Gonzalez at 47. Francisco Lindor at 46. If you're not using Faria, it's not, not bad at all. Cozart at 42. Prefer him versus lefties. Paul DeJean at 41 might be that guy if you because I don't really feel like paying up top for any of those guys. They, they're good, they're decent matchups, but I think DeJean at 41 against Fultonevich is a very solid play. Uh, Orlando Arcia, this is another thing I tweeted out. I'm always saying how bummed I am he hits at the bottom of the order. He's crushing the baseball. Well, they moved him up to second last night. If that's going to be a continuous thing and you're getting him at 4100, the price tag becomes worth it with this kid. He is hitting it that well. Um, looking on as it dips down. Like, Freddie Galvis at 37 does have some upside versus Lugo. I like that quite a bit. Um, not all positions going to have the power guys you're looking for. So, you take some gambles on these ones. Uh, Kiki Hernandez, yet again, outfield shortstop facing the lefty Richard at 33. He is definitely in play down below with some power to boot. Uh, Brandon Crawford versus Edwin Jackson. This is a really good play. We know Crawford's having a down the season. He's been better since the All-Star break. He's averaged six points his last 10, had five points uh, his last game out. He's only 3K against a pitcher like Edwin Jackson. We know what Crawford can do. You're getting him. It, it, even though Nationals Park is a very nice, it's like a, a middle-of-the-road pitcher's hitter's ballpark, everything is an upgrade off of, um, off of AT&T Park. So Brandon Crawford at 3K, that's great. Like He should just get a price bump for leaving the stadium. It's that good at, um, coming over to Washington. When you scroll down, there will be some options down here. I'll, I'll tweet them out when I have a chance later today. But Like Miguel Rojas, I've been using him a lot as a punt. He's 2,200. Got me seven points last night. He's taking over JT Riddle's role for us with the Marlins. Cheap shortstop that you know puts up five-plus points here and there, and we walk away. I didn't scroll far enough down. I mentioned him at first base, um, but also at third base. i got to keep in mind he's first base, third base eligible. We like lefties versus Edwin Jackson. I mentioned um, when we talked, the Giants total of 459. Lefties, 342. Righties, 383. So basically, like everybody versus Edwin Jackson. But uh, Ryder Jones, big time prospect. He's not lighting the world on fire since he's been called up. But for the Giants, he's left handed. He's first base, third base eligible. And he's $2,000. So if you want to just punt to punt, he's there. Heading to the outfield, we've got. Trout at 57, yes. Bryce Harper at 56 is outstanding versus Stratton. Stratton is really not that good. (laughs) I love me some Charlie Blackman at 55. This is another reason why I want to pay down for pitching. I might make multiple lineups with low pitching and just make like a Trout-Harper-Blackman outfield and build from there. It's kind of blood flowy. Sorry, that was too early for, for this. But George Springer at 53 versus Hamels is very solid. L.A. Cruz went deep yesterday. Got Aaron Judge at 51. One of the hottest hitters on the planet went deep again yesterday. Giancarlo Stanton, 5,100 bucks. Outstanding play. Uh, You got Benintendi at 48. J.D. Martinez against Lackey and Chase at 48. J.D. went deep yesterday. Another great spot for him today. Chris Taylor at 48, yes. Justin Upton is on fire at 47. You got Ryan Braun at 47. You see all these bats, all great plays. But I'm like above... Like Stanton, Trout, Blackman, Harper are still the best so far. But these are all plays I can totally get behind. Conforto at 47. Told you how much I liked Eduardo Nunez at 46. Mookie Betts at 46 leading it off for Garcia is a phenomenal play. Like a Betts-Nunez 1-2. All about that kind of stuff. Uh, As you go down some more, you got like uh, Tommy Pham at 44. Sneaky. Adam Duvall can homer off anybody, so if you want to use a, a, a contrarian play versus Jimmy Nelson at 44, I can understand it. Okay, with a Chris Davis at 43 is not bad. I love me, that price tag has jumped. We got Odubel Herrera at 32 the other day. Remember those days? He's averaging 10.3 his last 10. He was 33 yesterday. Three straight days in the third low threes before a 47. He's back up to 43 versus Lugo. He's definitely in play tonight. Mentioned Ian Happ. I like him quite a bit at 43. Eddie Rosario and Max Kepler. Kepler's up to 42 now after being so cheap. Rosario, 42. Both those guys are in play. Especially, I love Kepler batting second, but Rosario in the middle there has been very He's been more consistent than Kepler. Reverse splits with Pavetta, we mentioned. How drastic they are. How much righties love hitting him. High Woba, I was reading. High ISO. Lots of power and hard contact to righties from Pavetta. Ioannis Suspedis. 4200 bucks 10 points yesterday he's got two homers in his last 10 games averaging 7.1 uh, double digit games in two of his last three he makes for a nice gpp play because he will go overlooked in this price range i like that a lot Melky Gabriel continues to hit at 4100 i mentioned thames at 41 like both of those um as you go down some more there's a lot to love today no more Mazzara, not bad. There's some other guys i go to, but he does have that power upside in a great hitting environment at 4,000. Um, Marcelo Zuna at 39 is pretty solid. <clears throat> As we f- scroll, if Jay Bruce cracks the lineup for the Indians, he did not start yesterday. He's 3,800 That's some, some savings with Bruce. We're used to seeing him in the high four, mid to high fours. He's 38 versus Faria. I'm not targeting Faria, but that's not a bad for like one-off type stuff. Mentioned Billy Hamilton earlier. He's only 3,800, so that's not bad. A guy I like quite a bit. It hurts to say it because he has struggled. Only averaging 4.1 his last 10. But facing a fly ball guy like Walker, GPP only. But Kyle Schwarber at 38 could easily enjoy that chase field environment um, tonight. A guy heating up for you. Right-handed bat of Hunter Pence. Very, very hot. Will go overlooked. He's averaging 10.5 his last 10 games. Four home runs his last 10 games. Went deep his last outing for 19 points. Against Edwin Jackson at 3800 bucks. that's tremendous. A guy I like as well. I mentioned him yesterday. As long as he keeps leading off, he's reasonably priced against right-handed pitching. Brian Goodwin at 3800 for the Nats. averaging 9.6 his last 10. Went deep yesterday with a stolen base. Got you 26 points. I love some Goodwin tonight. So there's another thing. You can pay for a couple middle-priced guys and take some value here and pay up elsewhere. There's tons of ways to deviate. When there's this many hitting options, you can get really different and still have a lot of power potential. Bradley Zimmer has been quiet, but 37 is not bad. Matt Joyce, 37 likely towards the top versus Baldo. I like that quite a bit. Kristen Yellick is too cheap day in and day out. He's 3700 bucks versus John Gray. Really, really good upside there. Um... Let's look on some more. Like Endurance Yarte at 36, not bad at all. Aaron Hicks is back for the Yanks at 3,600. Cole Calhoun at 3,600 is not horrible. Uh, Avicel Garcia crushes left-handed pitching. He's 3,500 for stuff. He had 15 points his last game out. Love me some Avicel. A couple double-digit games in a row for him. 3500 bucks is tremendous, tremendous for that power potential. He was injured for a while. He was struggling. It looks like he might be breaking out of it. Uh, Duffy's a good option. You don't want to completely target against him, but that's a solid, solid play there. Uh, as he looks a little farther, Jason Hayward's not horrible, not dying to target him. Adam Lind, I mentioned him at 34. Denard Spann at 34, both uh, decent plays in that one. Mark Trumbo went deep yesterday. He's 33. Ben Zobers 33. Kiki Hernandez, 33. Hunter Renfro, 33, versus the lefty hill if you want to try for a home run against Rich Hill. Corey Dickerson had the big three-run homer yesterday to give the Tampa Bay Rays the W. He's only 3,200 with that power upside versus Carrasco, making for a very nice GPP option. Um, you, you know The way Carrasco's been getting hit hard lately, that's not a horrible play. He could go over 4 if Carr- the real Carrasco shows up. But at the same time, that is intriguing if the bad Carrasco shows up. Another really, really, really good play. He's swinging a really good bat since getting recalled. Seven points in his last outing, averaging 9.5 his last 10, uh, not all of which have been up with the club, I don't think. But 7, 3, 10, 16, 14, 21 since his recall. So four of his six since getting recalled, he is crushing it. Jarrett Parker. Of the San Francisco Giants, he's batting in the middle of the order. He's left-handed versus Edwin Jackson. Jared Parker is a very sneaky, nice play tonight. Um, When you go down below 3K, you're not going to get as much of the upside you're hoping for. But then again, Parker used to be that price. Like Jim Maducci, $2,800, left handed bat versus Gibson. Excuse me. Um, other than that, I will tweet stuff out to you But there are a lot of bats on this night As we expected Tons and tons and tons Recap your pitching up top Jimmy Nelson, Carrasco, Hill, Duffy Three is by himself in the middle Down below Ubaldo, Lopez, Rodriguez, and Gibson Let's check out your BVP There should be some fun uh, Ellsbury 6 for 19 with two homers off Erod. rod Didi Gregorius 7 for 19 with two doubles I'm not saying use Ellsbury ever, though. I'm not saying use Pablo Sandoval, but he's 8 for 16 with two doubles and a homer off Edwin Jackson. I just can't do it. Uh, B. Cross, 3 for 11 with two doubles. Um, Hunter Pence, 5 for 20 with two doubles. Denard Spann, 5 for 20. Not horrible, not great. Um, Justin Upton, 3 for 6 with two doubles off Kyle Gibson. Ian Kinsler, 11 for 34 with a double and a homer. Not bad. Miggy's taking him deep as well. Max Kepler, 4 for 14 with a double and two home runs off Animal Sanchez. Keep him in mind. Um, Brian Dozier, three home runs off Animal Sanchez. You got Giancarlo, two for five with a homer. Christian Yellow, two for six with a double and a homer off John Gray. Um, Brad Miller, three for five. Not a ton to like against Carlos Carrasco. As we look some more, Jose Altuve, 5 for 15 with a homer off Cole Hamels. Brian McCann, 17 for 61 with seven doubles and three homers. Beltran's taking him deep three times. Yolmer Sanchez versus Danny Duffy, 9 for 20 with two doubles and a triple. Jose Abreu's hitting 351, 13 for 37 with a double and a homer. Tim Anderson, 5 for 14. Avislo Garcia, 9 for 27 with a double. Lurie Garcia, 3 for 10 with a double. Saladino's taking him deep. Not bad. Manny Pena, 2-for-2 two two with a homer off Bailey. Ryan Braun, 13-for-39 with four doubles and three home runs. Definitely liking that. I mentioned Adam Duval could take anybody deep. He's 7-for-15 off slipping Jimmy with a double and a homer. Joey Vattle, 8-for-24. Billy Hamilton, 17-for-26 with a double. That's a two sixty nine average, though, just to let you know. Tommy Pham, 2-for-2 two two with a double and a homer off Fulte. Carpenter's taking him deep as well. Brandon Phillips only hitting 286 versus Wainwright, but 18 for 63 with three doubles and a homer. David Peralta, four for six, two doubles and a triple off Lackey. Goldschmidt, three for eight with a homer. Jeff Mathis has even taking him deep, mentioned him as a punt option. Leonis Martin, four for seven with three doubles off Nolasco. Nelly Cruz, eight for 22 with a double and three home runs. That's uh, a three sixty four average. Canoes hitting three thirty seven for 21 with a double and three home runs. Not bad at all. Uh, Logan Forsyth, 4 for 4 off of Richard. Austin Barnes, 3 for 6 with a double and a homer. Justin Turner, 7 for 14 with a homer. Uh, Yasiel Puig, 4 for 14 with a double and a homer. All good plays as well. So there's your BVP. Weather's not bad. A game or two to keep an eye on. You're stacking everybody under the sun. Dodgers versus Richards. Righties hitting 373. Nats versus Stratton. Tigers versus Gibson. Twins. D backs versus Lackey. Lefties hitting 336. Love that as well. Uh, the Brew Crewers Bailey. Uh, just just gamble where you want to gamble. There's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of options tonight, which we mentioned. So good luck tonight on your 15-game slate. Check us out, thesportsdjens.com, at thesportsdjens. Josh has emailed me. His NASCAR preview will be up here this morning or early in the afternoon for you on the East Coast. Uh, for the Michigan race, uh, back to normal schedule, qualifying beforehand, not having to race an hour or two later. We got uh, Around the Bases, Episode 24 with myself and Boston Mo. Check that out. Really good stuff there. Um, EPL starting up tomorrow. Squanto's got you covered with his picks. Check that out. EPL Week 1 preview. Tons and tons of stuff going on. Give me a follow at BDN Trick as I'll tweet out. Stuff as lineups come out. Hit me up with any of your questions. I'll help you where I can. But let's get it cracking on this 15-game slate. It's ugly. Pick your poisons. Take your gambles where you want. Gambling is going to be the way to, to make the big cash tonight. But you can go a little safer with power upside plays and still make some cash, I think. So it's going to be really, really, really interesting. But good luck tonight. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. This was MLB DFS Quickets, your Friday, August 11th edition. I'm out.